It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network. And I am your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. Today, we're going to continue what we talked about on Monday and really go position by position on this defense and talk about how, if, where the Bills got better, comparing what exists on the roster right now, comparing it to what we saw from the Bills in 2018. Before we dig in, though, I want to remind you, you can get the Locked On Bills podcast on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and do not forget to tell that smart device to play podcast locked on bills. All right, let's look at this defense. Uh, very good unit last year, right? Uh, very good pass defense, statistically very solid, pretty much across the board. Let's talk about how it's different, where it's better, where it might not be better. In 2019, let's start with defensive end. And the interesting part about defensive end, pretty much the same guys, right? Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy, Shaq Lawson. You've got Mike Love. You've got Eddie Yarbrough. The Bills drafted Daryl Johnson in the seventh round. And it's very similar to what we saw in 2018. I think the hope for better production here comes in the form of two players, number one, Trent Murphy, as he is now two years removed from his ACL tear. And really, last year, it wasn't just coming back from the ACL tear. It was the other nagging injuries that he dealt with seemingly throughout the entire course of the season. He wasn't a very impactful or dominant player when the Bills needed a, a big play, a big pass rush, some pressure. You weren't going to get that from Trent Murphy. So Leslie Frazier has spoken very highly of what he's seen from Trent Murphy so far. But we need 2016 Trent Murphy, the one that got nine sacks for the Washington Redskins, to be the player that signed that, was it seven years or three years, 21 million, seven million a season is what he signed for year two. He got paid based on that 2016 season. We need a 2016 season from Trent Murphy in 2019. The other place that you hope the the unit gets better is in the form of Shaq Lawson, who is in a contract year. This is it. Former first-round pick. You know, started off really slow with the shoulder injury and playing in like a 3-4 outside linebacker role under Rex Ryan and, and then just kind of evolving as a good run defender, not necessarily being an impact pass rusher. Can he put it all together 
in 2019. You know he's going to want to because if you're a decent pass rusher in the NFL, you make a lot of money. And so for Shaq Lawson to take this opportunity to not only help the team in 2019 by being a quality player, certainly hopefully one that lives up to a first-round status, but put himself in position for a big payday. The Bills declined picking up that fifth-year option on him. And Shaq Lawson, he's going to define his contract based on how he plays this season. Very important year. Uh, Jerry Hughes, I expect him to to continue to be the player we saw last year, which is a really good pass rusher, had the highest percentage of uh, of pressure rates in terms of how often he got pressure when he rushed on a pass rushing situation in the entire NFL. And now you like to think that the interior pass rush is better with Ed Oliver in the fray now, and you're going to get a very good version of Jerry Hughes. Uh, and, and so I think the unit's the same, but there's reasons to believe it's better based on what I just told you about. Let's talk about the defensive tackle situation. Starla Tulele, I think you know exactly what you're getting from him. Uh, he's going to be a plug. He's going to be in his run fits. He's going to work hard. He's not going to make a lot of plays, but he's going to keep that second level clean and really be kind of the, the beef in the middle, the anchor in the middle of the defense. The backups, Harrison Phillips, you like to think that in year two of his career, he gets better. And he continues to ascend as a nice rotational player. Jordan Phillips on a one-year prove-it deal where you know he's going to want to kind of position himself for a big contract, uh, whether that's with Buffalo or somebody else. This is a big opportunity for him to get a long-term lucrative extension or new deal somewhere else, uh, and he'll have a big opportunity to do that. And he fared well. He had some really nice flashes down the stretch when he came over from Miami. So there's reason to believe that you're going to get an even better version of Jordan Phillips this year. But the real story of the defensive tackle situation is Kyle Williams no longer being part of the mix, which is sad to say after such an amazing run, and Ed Oliver being in the mix. Now, there's some give and take when you think about sliding in Ed Oliver and removing Kyle Williams. You will not replace the leadership component of Kyle Williams, certainly not in Ed Oliver or really, I mean, he's such a one-of-a-kind guy. I don't think that you even talk about, quote-unquote, replacing the leadership component of Kyle Williams. I've said this a few times on the podcast, and it's hard to say, but Kyle Williams was not necessarily the most impactful interior defensive tackle over the last couple seasons. I think he's a very smart football player. His play strength was still there, but was the quickness, the motor, the ability to really consistently beat blocks, be in the backfield. You saw it in doses. You didn't see it consistently. Where I think Ed Oliver can potentially take things to the next level at that three-tech position is because he's an insane athlete with insane quickness and really exciting burst and, and ability to get off blocks and get into the backfield. I think from that perspective, the position could be upgraded. Now, there's the other component, not just leadership, but you know, Kyle Williams, you kind of heard some comments over the last couple of weeks coming out of OTAs that Kyle Williams was oftentimes calling the different rushes that the Bills defensive linemen were running. I mean, literally coach on the field type stuff. How do you replace that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> You're not going to do that with any one guy, right? And so there's there's components to Kyle Williams that not that aren't necessarily just playing the game that are you have to figure out how to replace that stuff. So I'm optimistic that the Bills – how do I say this? This is difficult. I think that the Bills can be more dynamic at defensive tackle, but the leadership side and the 
the uh, the football intelligence side, if you will, takes a big dip when when you talk about Kyle Williams no longer being part of the mix. I'm excited about Ed Oliver. I really, really am. I think he can be a dynamic interior player, and hopefully that's what we see right away. So I think the group could potentially be better, but you just have to be mindful of the concessions because there's a lot lost when Kyle Williams retired. Let's talk linebacker. Again, very similar to what we saw last year in base defense when the Bills have three on the field. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Lorenzo Alexander. Zoe is going to be Zoe, right? Like the Lorenzo Alexander that the Bills had when Matt Milano didn't wasn't hurt, you know, early on. That got a chance to play some special teams. That got a chance to play on the defensive line, play on the second level on base defense. I think th- that's what you get when you have all three of those backers healthy. And hopefully that's the role we get to enjoy Lorenzo Alexander in all season long. I've talked a lot about Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. I think those dudes are stars. Tremaine Edmonds, my number three prospect overall in the draft last year. You saw the flashes. You saw as the season went on him to kind of put it all together. Just 21 years old this year. You know, and he's already got a season of NFL experience under his belt. He's going to mature physically. He's going to mature mentally. And his physical skill set is really exciting. Him in year two should be an awesome football player. What he's able to do and what he's tasked with doing in terms of being a 4-3 middle linebacker in Sean McDermott's cover three scheme where there's a lot on his plate in terms of coverage and he has that range and mobility and he has the length to really make an impact in the passing game but you know how is he going to develop instinctively attacking downhill playing the run taking clean angles that type of stuff I think you'll see a lot of growth across the board from Tremaine Edmonds as he develops into a superstar linebacker Matt Milano he's a big play waiting to happen Forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, getting his hands on footballs, covering, uh, uh, showing that range, reckless or relentless in pursuit. You know, he's already back working with no restrictions and OTAs. And I think that Milano and Edmonds are just so perfect. That's your Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley for Sean McDermott here in Buffalo. I could not be more optimistic about those two guys. So, from the starting linebacker perspective, those guys getting a little older, year two for Tremaine Emmons, year three for Matt Milano, they're going to be even better. The depth situation, I think it's better than last year because, honestly, it's the same dudes, right? Corey Thompson, Julian Stanford, uh, Deion Lacey, all those guys are back. But now you add fifth-round pick Vashon Joseph into the mix, Maurice Alexander, who is primarily brought to play special teams but gives you some athleticism on the second level, gives you some potential uh, uh, matchup uh type player a chess piece a guy that you know can play in man-to-man coverage given his background at safety and so i think that the bills starting lineup despite it being the same players is better i think the depth is better so linebacker is better and that's exciting because three years ago it, it wasn't exciting i wasn't a big preston brown fan i know that was before my time with you guys but you won't hear me say a whole lot of nice stuff about preston brown I like where this Bills linebacking core is at in every way, shape, or form right now. Let's talk about cornerback specifically. Trey White, year three, really excited about that. I think he's the number one cornerback in the NFL all day long. Looking forward to hopefully seeing him make some bigger plays like we did in his rookie season. Think about that Tampa game, the Miami game, the Atlanta game. He made game-winning football plays in his rookie season, stripping the football 
scooping and scoring interceptions and that's the stuff that's how like he could be locked down in coverage all day long and i love that but the top tier corners the guys that people say are the best in the league those are the dudes that make game changing plays on the football trey white looking forward to seeing him recapture some of what we saw in his rookie season the story though is opposite of trey white which was a disaster early on in 2018 where it was vontae davis and ryan lewis and philip Gaines, and those guys all were bad and then finally, the answer came in Levi Wallace. Now, Levi Wallace, well, we got to keep in context here that the Bills didn't play that good of defenses, or excuse me, offenses and wide receivers down the stretch. And so Levi Wallace, he played great, and I'm not taking anything away from that. He wasn't truly challenged. And it's exciting to think about him in year two as well, right? This is a player that undrafted free agent out of Alabama, started off on the practice squad, worked his way up, and... He's going to be better in year two. You've heard really good comments from Sean McDermott about the type of work he's put in this offseason. So you've got the answer in the form of Levi Wallace in terms of being the answer last year. He's back in year two. You've got EJ Gaines, who was a heck of a player opposite of Trey White in 2017. And you've got Kevin Johnson, a former first-round pick, that's looking to kind of pick up the pieces of his career, stay healthy, and 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 position himself to get a big deal next year from somebody. Maybe it's the Bills, maybe it's another team. And you've got a really nice competition. You've got three players that I think are 1 million percent better than what the Bills started the season with before Levi Wallace kind of fixed that spot. So there's no question in my mind the Bills are better at cornerback opposite of Trey White. Teron Johnson is a player that I love. He's the slot corner. And... He gives you that dog mentality against the run to come up and tackle. If you want to try quick stuff at him, he's going to play through contact and make tackles. He's good in zone. He's good in man-to-man. He's got ball skills. I think he's a budding star at slot corner. But not only do you have him, you have EJ Gaines that can play some slot. You've got Raphael Bush who played slot when Teron Johnson went down last year. You've got Saran Neal who's getting a ton of work at slot and OTAs. So you've got... Players that make you deeper at slot, but also that help you play matchups better. You know, Teron Johnson and Saran Neal, very different skill sets, different body types, different, uh, you know, physical upside. And so the NFL is going to challenge you with jitterbug, quicker slots like Cole Beasley or Jamison Crowder or Adam Humphreys, Julian Edelman, those types of guys. But then you also have these bigger slots, guys like uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Juju Smith-Schuster, guys that are big-bodied guys that work from the slot. And so now you've got different types of corners that can play that spot to help you not get yourself in a position where Teron Johnson's going up against a guy that's five, six inches taller than him. The Bills' cornerback situation, I hope you're hearing me, is in good hands in every way, shape, and form. Younger players getting better with more experience. Experienced players filling roles, knowing what we're getting from them. And so collectively, there's a lot to like about this cornerback situation. To me, it's much better this year compared to what we saw in 2018. Let's talk about safeties. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. Love those guys. They're back. Three years in a row, this safety tandem. Criminally underpaid. I hope that neither one of them holds out because, my gosh, I mean, compared to what you saw, you know, Adrian Amos and and Landon Collins, those guys signed LaMarcus Joyner, (laughs) Tyron Matthew. You see those guys' deals? Poyer ain't getting paid that. Hyde ain't getting paid that. So 
be thankful. We got these dudes under contract through next season together. Uh, they're going to continue to be a top-tier tandem. You know, one of the best three probably in the NFL. No question they're in the top five. At the backup situation, it's exactly the same as last year. Raphael Bush, Saran Neal, year two of his career, you like to think he'll be better. Dean Marlowe, who's been with Sean McDermott for a while now. You got Moe Alexander, who's really a linebacker, but you know he could play some safety. Jaquan Johnson, a player they drafted, so you add some youth to the mix. Hello now. The Bills, at a minimum, are the same with the top five pairing at safety. At a minimum. The depth should be even better. Right? Saran Neal in year two. Raphael Bush, you know what you're getting there. Has some versatility. Jaquan Johnson, a young player that doesn't have a whole lot of physical upside, but you watch his tape and he's, he's a good football player. So I feel very good about the Bills at safety. Uh, let's talk special teams real quick. <laughs> this punter thing, you guys have heard me talk about it. I don't love it. You got the two Corys, Corey Carter, never punted in the NFL, coming off a torn ACL in preseason. Corey Baroquez, who I thought was just terrible last year, looked like a deer in the headlights at times. He didn't handle the football well as punter and a holder. Didn't think he punted it all that well. Well, let's hope there's something there that I didn't see last year because he did not help the Bills flip the field position with any type of consistency when he was given the opportunity last year. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, look, I think punting is such an important part of the game, being able to flip the field, being able to pin teams deep. And I don't have any confidence that either one of these guys can get it done. So the Bills continue to be bad at punter, in my opinion. Steven Hauschka continues as the kicker. He's a perfectly good NFL kicker. Uh, and he's in a contract year. So it's kind of interesting to see how that unfolds. Reed Ferguson continues as a snapper. He's a perfectly fine NFL snapper. Uh, return game. Oh, got way better in the return game. Andre Roberts is in the house now. That's a professional returner, a pro bowler last year. Guy that can handle kick and punt return duties. Made big plays. You saw it firsthand against the Bills. Uh, where the, that Jets game, man, he was a problem. And and now he's part of the team. And you have your guy that's, that's really just going to be a pro and give you that dynamic ability to make some plays in the return game as both the punt and kick returner. The coverage units have got to be better. I mean, they got Heath Farewell, the new special teams coordinator, in the mix, and a lot of moves that were done specifically to improve the special teams. Now, we'll need to see who makes a team, but you look at Cena Rice Perry. You look at Maurice Alexander. And you look at bringing back guys like Deion Lacey and, and Lafayette Pitts and uh, the Corey Thompsons of the world. And you know that special teams were was in mind when these players were brought back or added to the mix as well as having the new coordinator i like to think that the coverage units punt and kick are better this year you like to think that the bills are better in the return game hopefully by design and as well of course in the form of andre roberts so special teams as as a whole you think it's better although i'm still not happy about this punter situation so make me happy brandon bean get me a punter that i believe in bills haven't had a good punter since brian mormon like, he wasn't even good towards, you know, he came back, like, he had those two stints with the Bills. Towards the end of his first stint, he really kind of declined towards the end. It's been like 10 years since the Bills have had the punter thing figured out, and I'd certainly like for that to uh, be something I don't have to talk about anymore on this podcast. And so, Brandon Bean, fix that punter thing for me. I'm kind of sick of talking about it. That's going to do it for us today, folks. 
Hope you enjoyed this. I think the Bills, you know, it's a lot of similarity in terms of personnel on this defense, but younger players getting better, players coming back from injuries, how certain players fit within this scheme. Bills are going to have a top-flight defense next year. And although it looks similar, I think it has. there's reason to believe that it's pretty much better across the board. Really excited about seeing that defense in 2019. Remember, you can get this podcast on the new Himalaya podcasting app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And don't forget to tell that smart device to play podcasts. Locked on Bill. Share, subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and we'll be back again for you next time. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Bills. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 